You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 50. Today on the pod, well, this episode and the next episode, I've invited a few of my students to come on and get coaching on a specific area they're either stuck on, questioning, or wanting to dive deeper into for their own marketing funnel. These are real conversations about real marketing funnel questions. Everything that we talk about is 100% things that my students are working on in their own funnels. So hold on because we're diving in deep and I'm sure you'll wanna take some insights away from this. Welcome to the Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello and welcome back. I hope you are having an absolutely amazing week so far. So today we are hitting a super exciting milestone for the Marketing Funnel Show, which is episode number 50. I am so glad that you're on this journey with me as you figure out the right marketing funnel for your own business and the right approach for your own business. So I, um, I, instead of, you know, listening to me talk even more about marketing funnels this week, I've gone out to, um, build your funnel bootcamp students and I've invited a few of my students to come on and to have me coach them through a specific question they have about their marketing funnel. I was so thrilled that so many people raised their hands and said, me, me, me. And I didn't want to um, cut this short, so I kept it to five people. I'll have a few of them on today, on this episode, and then I'll have um, a couple on episode number 51 because they started getting kinda long for one episode. Um, But, you know, I just have to say, I want to give a shout out to all of these students because, look, it is not easy for everyone to raise their hand and publicly ask a question and be vulnerable with where they're at. These students were so brave in bringing their questions out from behind our one-on-one interactions and into the podcast for a few reasons. So number one, they personally get a lot out of this conversation that we're having. These are real conversations. I didn't you know, prep them with what they wanted to talk about. I left it open for whatever they wanted to tackle. I've gotten to know each of these students, including their goals and their audience. So the advice I give them is super specific to who they are, who they're serving, all that kind of stuff. Number two, many of these people are just like you. They are not marketing experts at all. They're people who are experts in their specific topic area and they wanna figure out how to get a marketing funnel up and running so they don't have to worry about marketing themselves all the time. And number three, all of these students, uh, or all of these questions that the students have are questions that I hear all the time. And I was so, so honored and quite frankly thrilled that these students would bring their vulnerable questions to the forefront because our coaching discussions will help you. It's just great to know that, hey, I'm not the only one who's confused and struggling with this here. Okay, so let's dive in. Up first, we have Annette Bond. Annette is returning, so I'll link to her original um, conversation where Annette 
um, you know, where we went through and talked about the funnel that she created. And I have to tell you, she is killing it. Her funnel um, is working so, so well. And we designed it originally to work really well in person. And it has. Um, she recently shared with me that she did a talk. And that after the talk, she had, you know, a handful of people coming up and saying, hey, I want to work with you. And that's how your funnel should work, is it, it should really help you connect and engage your audience in a way where they're like, I want to go deeper, I want to learn more, I want to learn how we can work together. That's a perfect funnel. And so today, Annette is like, all right, I've kind of conquered this in-person thing, now I want to take it virtual. So let's dive into this conversation. Welcome, Annette. Welcome back, I should say, I guess. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Now, before we started recording, you and I were chit-chatting that your funnel is going really, really well for when you are speaking on stages and going to in-person networking events, right? It's Correct. for you. Correct, yes. The challenge is, like, you can't be up on stage or at a networking event every day. So we need to figure out a way to fill your funnel with people outside of just those in-person things, right? Yes. Okay. That'd be awesome. Yay! So let's let's dive in. And I know when you were on the podcast last time, your focus was local, but now you have had some virtual clients and you don't really care where they're where people are located. It's more just about having the right person, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. So now is the perfect time for some Online strategies. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so I you understand, have you done any online strategies or have you primarily built your business strictly through in-person kind of stuff? I, um, I, I'm blubbering here. <laughs> the only strategy that I use, I guess I would say that I use online is um, is I have a blog um, I send out a weekly, bi-monthly newsletter, and I'm very, very consistent with that. And then I take that material and put it on um, Facebook, LinkedIn, but I'm not always super consistent with that. That's going to change. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of been my online strategy, if you will. That's great. And remind me, your two fascinate advantages, I know one is passion. Is the other uh, alert or trust? Which one was it? Do you remember your type? Yeah, yeah my mind, I just forgot it. Uh, it was like the... No, it's the, not trust. Um, this is weird. No, it's okay. I didn't. I don't have. If you thought. if you said the name of it, I would know it. You said trust, and what was the other one? Alert, like the yeah, alert. I think okay. alert. That's what it was. Alert. Yes. I was trying to remember. I feel like orchestrator is you. So, yes. so what that means yes. is that you're attentive, dedicated, and efficient. Yes. Uh, and that you know, passion is all about connecting with emotion, which is so perfect for what you do, because clothes can be really emotional, right? Yes. Definitely. Uh, um, and so so I think one of the reasons why in-person has worked so well for you is that people can see you, they can hear you, they can 
um, kind of get that magic of, of you live, right? Yes. And I know, remind me, because I know I've seen videos that you've done. Have you done Facebook Live or are they pre-recorded videos? Um, I have done very few. And I, 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 yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't been in the, I mean, I've definitely done it. Um, so, and as you're kind of talking through this, I, it's coming to me now that it is a really good, probably a really good fit. Yes. Well, and I'm not going to push you into anything. We need to find the way that brings out the best of your strength, the best yes. of you, and that really attracts the right kind of people. And so part of what I want to get at is what feels good to you. So when you've done videos in the past, have you liked it or is it hard? Or like, Talk, talk to me about how that feels. Um, you know, I think it's one of those, um, it's like, oh, okay, the, I gotta get ready, I gotta get in front of the video, and, and I will tell you, you know, the, the, uh, perfectionism kinda gets, kinda yeah. gets going in my head, and it's like, it feels like such a production. But it's not like I'm not open to it, but it, yeah, and I, and that, if I, finding that, you know, now that I'm just really realizing where I'm getting the most value is when I meet people in person. Mm-hmm. I know personally there are certain people, why did I connect with them online? It's because I saw them on video. Mm. Well, and that, so, so you know, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to push you. Like, I just want to explore this because I've met you in person and I know, um, I know the impact of, of, meeting you and you know you're talking about something that is intensely personal somebody's style right this is something that they walk around with every day and um and i and i feel like not so much that you have to be you know perfectly polished all the time but I feel like you need to understand me or that you're approachable to me so that I can have those vulnerable conversations with you about, and that I go to the store and I seem to buy the same damn thing every time. <laughs> you know, and I know that's a conversation you have with people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, my closet is full of, like, the same thing, like, just a different shade. <laughs> And, um, and like, that's honest for me. And I'm sure that you've had other people, but I need to feel comfortable with you to say that. And I'm just trying to brainstorm with you some of the ways that could feel possible, uh, could feel doable, and then maybe we can just tackle some of those, um, you know, resistance pieces. So one of the reasons why I go to video is that I, I just feel like you can get a lot more across a lot simpler, a lot faster than if you're doing a big blog post. Um, uh, but you tell me, I mean, you know your your ladies that you work with, busy, successful, professional women. Um, what do you think that they would react to? Well, you know, as we're just kind of, 
talking about this right now is um, I think things that we resist is that we don't have enough, at least I'm going to talk for myself, that I resist it's I don't have enough clarity around why I want to do it and why it's important. And so um, that, again, not that it's anything new, but that I've gotten really, really clear most recently about the two top ways that I really, really connect with people is face-to-face. And so if I can't do it face-to-face is, a video is the next best thing. Um, and so that's giving me right now, just as we're talking through this, super clarity about why that's important and why I should move in that direction. The other, um, the other piece I kind of thought about was doing, um, and, and it, it, I guess it would be a little bit more formal of like what I do when I do speak would be like a webinar and I could still have my face in there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if if that is would be second best if just playing out just doing um, video Facebook Live or pre-recorded is better. Yeah, and you know what? Let's just talk about those different things. So, have you done webinars before? Um, yes. Okay. And do you would you basically use the the talks that you give in person just yes. in a webinar format? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that talk works really well for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so so I'm almost wondering if we're just going to go, if you just need to go into kind of a, a test it out and see what feels best and what works best. Um, and the reason I say that is that I'm almost wondering if you're going to need to do some videos. And we don't have to stick to Facebook Live. In fact, I think... Um, Facebook is going to be a great place for you. They don't have to be live, though. Like, you can pre-record these and upload them. Right, right, right. Um, And and I'm also wondering if LinkedIn might be a good place for you to upload some stuff, too. Uh, Yeah, it would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and I know you have, you know, some insanely supportive network of women who could share those there too? Yeah, to just yeah. get the word out about who you are. Yes. Um, and so, you know, let's just let's just put our brains together because I'm almost wondering, like, if you have, let's say, like, four to six videos that you do that speak to the level four, and we'll just talk in in marketing funnel language to the pain that people have, right, to that level four pain okay. of, you know, having a closet that maybe doesn't reflect your style, you know, just the thing right. that you've already identified, right. right? Right. And that you make just a few, you make just a few little videos on those, not not that have to be perfect, um, but just speaking and meeting your audience where they are. Um, and, then in, and then just inviting them to a webinar with you. 
And maybe you hold those webinars, you know, on a Saturday morning or a Friday evening, or you find a time that works because I know you are specifically targeting busy professional women. So during right. the week is probably not going to work for them. Okay. Um, I mean, you'll have to tell me, but that no, that's, my guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so you're warming them up through those videos and you're inviting them in to your webinar. So they already have a little bit of an idea that you get them, that you work with people like them, that kind of stuff, and then you're inviting them in. Now, Annette, the other thing I was thinking of is you keep putting out these fabulous, like, Facebook posts about your fashion shows and stuff. You could do just little Facebook lives of those, too. Instead of just uh, pictures, you could just have, like, a behind-the-scenes with your models, you know, just some fun stuff like that, too, where you're showcasing the different body types that you work with, the different colorings you work with, the different style types that you work with, in stuff that you're already doing. Okay. And so it's leveraging that work because I know, I I mean, you know, I've been following you for a long time, but I see these pop across my newsfeed and I'm like, oh, gosh, it would be so powerful if you could just do, like, have your model do a little twirl and just talk about how amazing it feels to have this put together or just, you know, the kind of the after effect of working with you, that would be super powerful too. Oh, um, yes, that's awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I love that idea about the Facebook Live and, and the the after because yeah. one of the things I have found is um, is I have a lot of gals that are pretty private, and I respect that. Um, so they don't always want that before and after up there, but just that after um, is is a good thing. Yes. Thank you so much for that, Annette. And if you want to check Annette out, she's at AnnetteBond.com, and I will link to her and to the other interviews that I talked to today on today's show notes, which you can find at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 50 or in your podcast listening app. There'll be links to all of these. All right, let's switch gears here. And let's, I want to introduce you to Emily Parent. So Emily is a career development strategist who helps people find work that's meaningful to them. She is a wizard when it comes to supporting her clients navigate career transitions, even if they don't have the right education or the perfect resume. Emily is also the creator of the Meaningful Work Blueprint, a self-guided podcast-style program that helps people figure out what's meaningful to them in terms of their careers. She also works with entrepreneurs and small businesses to improve their hiring processes so that the right people are in the right roles and don't we all know how important that is. Emily is a smarty pants. She has a master's degree in industrial and organizational psychology and a bachelor's degree in psychology and English. Her professional background includes editing, marketing, and coaching. You can check her out at emilyperrin.com. And again, I'll link to that and you can check out her quiz there as well. All right, so let's dive into the interview with Emily. Hello, Emily. Hi, Michelle. Let's dive in. So you want to give us just like the little overview of what you want a little coaching on today? 
Sure. So I created my quiz and I am struggling to get a lot of traffic to it. I originally thought I had more of a messaging problem, but when I really dived into the numbers, I really dove into the numbers, I found that it was more, I just wasn't getting the volume of people to know if the messages, the messages are even working. Yeah, that is a good point. So a lot of times people will ask me like, what's going on with my marketing funnel? And when we dive into the numbers, um, and I'm just talking like in general, you and lots of other people who've come to me and I'll say, okay, we haven't had actually enough people to really decide if it's a messaging problem or not. And just for baseline for you and for everyone listening, um, you know, people try on cold traffic to get a 20% opt-in rate. I usually try for much higher, but 20% is kind of the bottom. If it's not at least at 20% opt-in, which means for every hundred people that see it, 20 people opt-in, right? If it's not at least there, uh, you've, you've, you've got a mismatch. <laughs> you've got a challenge of either the message or the headline or whatever. It's just not hooking your audience. You're higher than that. You're much higher than 20%. So, um, so we're going to take a look at ways to get you more traffic into your quiz funnel, right? Yes. So tell me what you've been, um, thinking about in terms of getting more eyeballs onto your quiz. Yeah. So a few, like I'm already blogging once a week and sending an email out with that and then posting also on my social platforms about the blog posts. On top of that, some of my other ideas were Facebook ads, but I was feeling like I don't necessarily, like my whole funnel isn't in place yet. So I was feeling like I didn't want to go really big with Facebook ads because I mean, I've been listening to your podcast and I've learned enough about you, know, some you of could waste a lot money. of money fast. Yeah. 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 It just, it, yeah, it goes really quickly. Um, I've also been like doing some more videos. I do them here and there. At times I've shot for, you know, kind of aimed for one video a week about something, a recommendation or a tool. Uh, but I've been like inconsistent. And then I've, I was like, I could post on social media more. So I'm doing some of that. Yeah, I guess I'm just not sure where to focus, though. I'm not sure which, I don't know where to focus. Yeah, or even, um, or even how many people, do you know how many people you need to opt in in order to have the number of sales calls you want and all that stuff each month? No. Okay. No, I haven't done the math. That's fine. Since you're a student, I'm going to share one of my uh, calculators with you. Uh, I'll do it after this call where you can go in and you can actually just put in what your monthly revenue number is and um, what your opt-in rate is and uh, what your sales call conversion rate is. And it's going to tell you how much traffic you need. So, um, so I'll share that. I'll share that link with you after this. Um, but in terms of, um, in terms of your funnel. So let's start there. So when you say that it's not all the way completed, what else do you, so you have your quiz, you have your opt-in page, you have at least a couple emails, right? Yeah, I just don't have them. So I have also uh, the Meaningful Work Blueprint, which is like the, I don't know which, I can't remember what, the, what you call it. It's like that $25. Okay, so it's your cash infusion offer. Yep. Yep. So right now I'm in the process of getting that added onto the up, 
opt-in page or like once you opt in, then it's there as an offer. And then okay. I'm also working on a few emails that would offer that again before okay. it goes into, cause that's really where I'm trying to get people. And then once they do that program, then it's more about selling the resume and cover letter writing and LinkedIn development services that I provide. Okay. So you'll feel better about maybe spending money on Facebook ads once you have your low price offer that's ready to go. Uh, so, you know, you can at least break even there, right? Yep. Yeah. And I'm like a few weeks from that. I mean, perfect. So we're really close. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So let's talk about ways, um, uh, because there's a few ways to get eyeballs on your traffic, right? Um, and let's start off with, do you remember what your, how to fascinate style was? Yes. I'm a okay. rock star. You're a rock star. Okay. <laughs> so as a rock star, how do you feel about blogging? Is it hard? Is it easy? Is it work? Is it fun? What is it? It's kind of a combination. Okay. I like writing. I have a, I have a degree in English, so I do enjoy writing. I'm kind of struggling. I, I blogged for like the last four to five months really consistently every week, and I've been kind of hitting a wall now with October. So I have a plan for October and November, but I, I don't want to do it. <gasps> okay, so let's dive into why. <laughs> Like what, what is, um, what is some of that resistance that's coming up? So I think, I think part of it is like, I did it already. Okay. I did that. I blogged weekly for a while and, and I do that. Like I tend to get bored fairly quickly with any like standard formula, like anything you're supposed to do. <laughs> I was just giving it a whirl though. Cause I'm like, this is what you're supposed to do. So. I'm just going to try it because if, yes. if I don't really try it, and I've tried twice in the past to blog weekly and those didn't make it as long. I, I went like three weeks each time. Yeah. So and this so, we made it four or five months, which is awesome. So as a rock star, your primary advantage is innovation, which means you like to change things up, right? Mm -hmm. And your second is passion. You connect with emotion. And so my, and your three words are bold, artistic, and unorthodox. So I'm wondering how weekly blogging fits into bold, artistic, and unorthodox. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> it does not at all. And so is it any, is it any wonder why there's resistance to doing this and why there's not a lot of energy behind it, right? Right. And then they're kind of falling flat then too, because I don't, I don't, you're not, you're not, it's not bold. It's not interesting. It's not innovative. It's, you know, and so what I'm going to challenge you, <laughs> what I'm going to challenge you with is let's take you out of this box. Like blogging weekly is awesome. And for anyone who absolutely loves to blog, who absolutely loves to write, who this fits with, I'm going to say, please keep doing it. There is absolutely nothing wrong with blogging, but it's not the only path to success. The path to success that makes sense for you, Emily, is the one that fits you best. Mm -hmm. And so my question for you is how can we put some guardrails in place so that you do keep connecting with your audience each week, but how do we bring more of you into this so that you can have 
the bold, artistic, unorthodox approach that's actually really going to hook and engage your audience. Yeah. I think for me, I think video is a big piece of that because when I just talk about the topics that I write about, I light up, like my energy changes, then people really see me. And there's no reason I couldn't be sending that kind of content, just links to videos I post on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever uh, to the audience as well. I mean, that could go to email subscribers in place of it. For sure. Audio or whatever. Like, I just, like, because it's not like I don't want to ever write a blog post ever again. Right. That doesn't feel right either. It just feels like having this, like, really regimented process isn't working very well. It'd be better for me if it could just be a blend of things where the goal is to send some, co- like, a piece of content every week. So what's stopping you from making that your goal? I don't know. Mm. I think it was just permission to do it. Yeah. Or I haven't necessarily seen a lot of the people I follow tend to do the, they do, you know, the one thing a week or I just haven't, I haven't seen someone do it my way, I guess. I wasn't sure if I should. I still have some of that rule follower in me. Yeah, and I want, and that is actually probably what's keeping people from your quiz is because you're following rules that are dampening what makes you really interesting and engaging and attractive to your audience. Now, you know, me... I love my podcast each week. It really fits who I am. So if anybody listening has taken the How to Fascinate, I'm the architect. And for me, skillful, restrained, and polished. Those are my words. You should be nothing like me. We're like, you know, (laughs) fire and ice. We're like really opposite, right? Um, And so the way that works for me is not the way that will work for you at all. It'll feel heavy and hard and yucky. And if I tried to be like you, if I tried to just say, Hey, my goal is weekly content and we're just going to toss it up and see what comes each week. That would be really like panic inducing for me. And so, but, but for you, I could see how this could be really powerful. You could come off a call and have this light bulb of inspiration be like, I want to make a video about this. My, my tribe needs to hear about this. Right. I could see that happening really well for you. And so my question is, how do you keep this broader picture in mind of a piece of content each week? How can you reuse the content that you make in multiple places so that it doesn't feel like um, suddenly you have to be like Facebook live and LinkedIn live and like all these other things, right? How can you reuse it and how can you send people to these channels where they can engage with you? Well, I think there's a couple of things. One, I do have an assistant who transcribes my blog posts. So I've been recording my blog posts, like a rough audio and having her transcribe them. So I could just have the videos transcribed for one, and then could pull out, I mean, other social posts could come off of that as well, kind of as follow-up for the week or two after that. So it's still fresh, but still like in the moment and inspired creation, but having more of a follow-up plan. I think I've been trying to plan 
ahead too much mm-hmm. instead of just be in the moment and then like kind of have a rolling two week process for whatever comes out. I promoting. love that. Do you feel like that's doable for you? Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like I have the team support. That's not an issue. I think they would support me, you know, they don't care too much about like what it is I want them to do. So it it feels doable. It definitely feels like this would be a good experiment. Like I did the weekly blog experiment, you know, check mark. Yeah. Now let's try this experiment between now and the end of the year. I'm like, what have I, I don't, I don't feel like I have anything left to lock. Excuse me. I don't have anything to lose by just trying it out for even just like one month and see how I like it and then extend into a two to three. Thank you, Emily, for coming on and sharing your questions and just being so open. And again, if you want to check out Emily, Annette, or our next speaker, you can go to uh, today's show notes, which are at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 50. All right, now let's switch gears. And I want to introduce you to Kirsten DeGrelling Visman. So Kirsten, Kirsten has been, uh, she was a Facebook ad client of mine, gosh, I think, either in 2016 to 2017, or I can't remember exactly when we worked together, but I feel like I've known her forever now because we've stayed in contact through a lot of stuff. And, you know, every once in a while she comes back to work on Facebook ads with me. But the last time I said, you know what, I would really like you to go through my course because I felt like her ads would be even stronger. And she already had a funnel. I wouldn't have done Facebook ads for her if she didn't. But I felt like we could have a better conversation about making her ads perform even better if she went through this. So she decided uh, in 2018 to go through the course and we are going to talk about some really good stuff today because uh, Kirsten, she she um, is an expat. So that means that she lives outside of the country that she was born and kind of raised in. She moved around as a kid as well. So she's kind of been an expat her whole life. But she primarily works with um, spouses and partners of people who are expats. And a lot of times when um, women especially follow a partner to a new country, that partner has a job and a network that they plug into, but the partner or spouse is kind of hanging out on their own, right? And so Kirsten's been really successful in creating in-person connections for expats and really to find out, you know, what what they want to do for their life and all that kind of stuff. But it's been a little more challenging online. And so we are talking a bit about how to leverage some of that to go even broader with um, her business. And so you can find uh, Kirsten at Clarity compasscareercoach.com and she has she's just a fabulous person so if you know anyone who's an expat I highly highly recommend Kirsten and her work Um, her clients get such incredible value out of working with her so with that let's dive into the conversation hello hello Kirsten thank you so much for joining me good morning (laughs) sorry (laughs) going yourself we're on opposite sides of the world, right? Yes. yes. So, uh, so thanks- it's morning for you. It's, it's late night for me, but that's fine. Thanks for having me. It's really nice. Yes. So 
why don't you let me know? Um, so I know you want to talk about Facebook lives for your private mm -hmm. Facebook group. So why don't you just give a little bit of a background on kind of where you are and the problem that you're facing with, um, with coming up with Facebook lives for this group. Okay. It's been, um, quite an interesting year, I think with respect to starting my business locally again from scratch without a network. Um, however, we're a year down the line and things have happened, but also dramatic things have happened. And, um, I've made it to Uganda, managed to launch my life program, which was wonderful. Took a bit of courage because I didn't know anyone. Um, I literally had no network when I landed here. Mm -hmm. um, yet the program was very successful. And then I've been working really hard with you um, to expand on my, my list. And the list was there, but then GDPR came by and knocked us over in Europe, which also kind of knocked my confidence out and gave me the need to, to just take a step back really and see how am I gonna go about this. And the Facebook lives were fun to do. They were also a bit nerve wracking to do, but I do realize that's the way forward. And I've just got no plan. I need a plan to also feel that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. With to those lives because I wanted to add value. So locally things are working now and word of mouth does some magic and Facebook here does do some magic without all the technical aspects to it that always are a bit paralyzing for me. Um, but I want a solid marketing plan really through Facebook lives. And I think I need to do, do it weekly, but if I don't do any good thinking about that, I, I, I can see that I don't have the, the mindset. Weeks go by. Yeah. Yeah. And so let me, let me just jump in. Cause I know, I mean, you and I worked together on Facebook ads a while back and um, your Facebook lives were always the thing that just kickstarted the opt-ins because people would literally hang on every word. I mean, I think about that one Facebook live that you did where you're outside. There's like, you know, the sound of wind and, you know, there's like, you know, outside sounds, but yet that was probably your best performing video ever because you were telling such a vulnerable story. So just so I know, is it um, the content that you're struggling with? Is it the, the vulnerability that you're struggling with? Um, like what, what's think, the, yeah. Sorry. I think it's the content most okay. so that it also makes sense so that it's not just something from there, something A from there. Head. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That it, I'm not just pulling things just like that yes every now and then that's great because something has happened if something happens in my group programs yes i want to share that because i can see the impact it has on the participants and then it, it it sparks something else and i do something from the top of my head but i also want it to be something that is valuable to people who are following those facebook lives and that they're actually that i'm taking them through a process already which shows them, hey, I can actually get out of this myself or um, I'm not alone in this and this is actually really helpful for me to move ahead and 
um, start having a better, maybe that career path or life path or happiness path. For themselves. Yeah. yeah, whatever growth that is. Because um, I do feel that that's where, that's part of the reason where I felt that I took such a big break is that I felt like I was not consistent and I need to be consistent. I'm aware of that. Just like with blogs, you know, once you start doing it, you have to keep on doing it because otherwise you just lose people, um, people's attention. So I think the content and the consistency through it, I think I need to explore that with you if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So help me, uh, have you, have you done your funnel persuasion playbook? Have you shared it with me? I don't think I've shared it with you, but I have a lot done there and okay. I should share, share that with you. Cause I, I do remember putting in a lot of effort when you shared it with me and that was really fun to do. I have to say. Oh, good. Um, yeah, because one of the things that when I am struggling for content ideas or when I'm, you know, thinking like, how can I go beyond just being a talking head and how can I answer questions that are going through people's minds? Cause that's really what you want your content to do is meet them at those questions that are already going through their minds and, yeah. and give them, invite them to come further with you. Right. Yeah. And so you already have people who've raised their hands and said, yep, I want to join your private Facebook group. Yes, I'm interested in this content. Yes, I have, you know, I'm an expat uh, or an expat spouse or, you know, whatever, just trying to figure out kind of what my next step is. Um, and so there's a couple, there's a couple of things that I really um, love to do. So the first thing is take a look at your funnel persuasion playbook and really take a look at what are the fears, what are the pains, what are the stories that they're telling themselves about why things are how they are and why they can't change. And I know that you personally have lived through a lot of those fears and those stories and those pains yourself. Um, and so a lot of them probably pop out at you and you think, oh, I just like I have a story or I have something I can share here. So that would probably be the first thing I would do is, is get maybe, I don't know, maybe like three to four kind of blocks of, of things. So either like um, settling in, making friends, getting your network, figuring out what makes you happy. I, I don't know if those are the pillars that you want, but I know, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with your work, of course. Yes. So yeah. And so, you know, th those are just the four that I pulled out of the top of my head. The second thing I would do is I know you are so good at this at just posing questions to people. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe once every few weeks you just pose kind of like a thought starter question and it is to get conversation going with your people, but it's also to see what do they have questions at or, or what are they responding to? So that it's not just you sort of coming up with this stuff in a vacuum, but it's you having a dialogue with your community about what they want. Um, the, the third thing is um, going back to 
Uh, build your funnel bootcamp, and I think it's module 1.3, but it might be 1.4, where I go through the customer levels. Um, I don't know if you remember that part because I know it's been a few months, <laughs> like yeah. months and months since you've taken a look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, um, making sure that you're talking to them at the right level to engage them to want to come closer. So uh, sometimes when I take a look back at some of the um, emails and all that kind of stuff, I think sometimes you and me and all of us, we have this tendency to go to like level two or level one where we're wanting to have a really deep conversation with our audience, but they're not ready for it yet. Mm -hmm. So you have to go back down to level four and meet them where they are and take them forward. And so um, it might seem like it's not as valuable to you because you're so much further into this. You're so much more expert. Um, but I think that that is one thing that, um, that I would just sort of get at you, you know, um, coach you on is, is make sure that you're back at level four. So when you think about the ladies that are in your group and the conversations you have, what are some of the topic areas that you could easily pull out and maybe put into buckets that you could talk about? Um, I think being stuck in in jobs they don't like mm-hmm. that happens to come up a lot, um, where they feel guilty towards their families for being gone too much, also because they just really don't like what they're doing. Um, so the sacrifice isn't worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one I think is a big one. Also is um, keeping your own identity while you're trotting around the globe. I think that's another very big pillar for people. Uh, so like not losing your cultural identity, your language, your, your sense personal of self? identity of, of, of who am I really? Because yeah. um, they're following, in general, they're following their partner around the globe and who goes to work, which is great but then they're stuck at home um, with or without kids because kids may be going to school already and they completely in a new environment where no one knows them, no one knows about about them. Um, they might not speak the language. Yeah. They may not speak the language. Uh, don't, don't go to work themselves where often they felt associated with and which was a big part of their own personal identity. And suddenly not, there's none of that. So I think that could be another big pillar. Um, portable careers, creating portable careers, I think could be a third pillar. Mm. And you would be an expert on that. Yes. <laughs> and that's actually if I, the ones that I really get energetic about and get, crazy ideas because I don't know where they come from when they pop up is, is when we're creating portable careers or portable businesses for people, which is really awesome. Mm. Um, I think that could be another pillar and you asked for four pillars, right? Well, three is good. If you feel like those three really cover that, that's great. Okay. 
So my second question for you is, um, do you feel like you need to do Facebook lives all the time on this or could you, you know, put together some content that's evergreen all the time that you do as video. So people still get to know you. Um, but it's not you constantly having to come up with something new, but it's rather this conversation that you really want to have with your ideal people. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And then using your Facebook group more for the interactions versus constantly like not just your blog, but constantly having to, you know, do Facebook live blogging basically. Mm. Um, so taking some of that pressure off of you, making this business work a little better with sometimes your, you know, difficult schedule with kids and travel and all that kind of stuff, but saying, okay, if these are the three content pillars that really engage and move my audience to action, what are the conversations that I want to have around this and how can I keep inviting them in? How can I invite them into my quiz or my funnel or whatever so that I can really impact them? I think for the, the portable career one, I could easily do that because I actually two, three years ago, I don't remember exactly. I wrote a whole blog series around them with, walking them through i believe 13 steps to creating your portable career i could easily convert that into video yes you could which i love because it's reusing <laughs> yes exactly i'm thinking oh my god how <laughs> to create all the new stuff that is something where i think i can easily easily do that i think with respect to the personal identity pillar I think that one is very strongly also connected actually with the the career struggles people being stuck in a in a career that they don't like uh, or that has just served its purpose and the due date is gone and they're still stuck in it. Um, I think they're really strongly connected I need to see how to separate those a bit um, but I would have some content there that I could also reuse because that's basically the identity is, is the foundation of the all the coaching that people do with when they're with me um and that's all about reconnecting with who they are why they're here and what they're gonna do with that and that big why you know it's a hot topic but it's the toughest one that they they face when coaching and i start with it so it's really and you get amazing results with it. I mean, um, I've seen a wake up call. I've seen the videos that your that your clients have put together about the impact that you've had on them. So, the 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 question really for you is, what content can you put out there that's like these little bits of of you know, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Like, this is a conversation I'm not afraid to have. And so it's meeting them at those, again, those things that are already going through their heads that maybe they haven't even voiced out loud yet. Mm -hmm. And so when they see it, they're like, okay, she gets me. And part of the reason I really want you to put this together in Evergreen is so that it's not always on your shoulders to be on all the time. 
Um, but how can we package up these three content pillars into something that you can just keep putting out there? Because as people kind of roll through your program, they're going to be ready for a different conversation with you, but they're still going to appreciate having these things in front of them. And so if you take those three and let's say that you have like 15 things for each of those, you could just cycle through them all the time, right? You could just have them coming up because even if I saw the same post or the same video multiple times, every time I see it, I might see something different or get something different based on where I am with what's happening. And that's going to be the same for your audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where I think there's one of those things that I think recycling videos, is that really, I would put question marks through that myself if I were to see or recycling posts, but maybe that's just my own personal hangup. I have been in groups where that happens all the time so usually they have three or four content pillars and then the fifth kind of pillar might be um like sayings or and i know you have a lot of these of inspirational sayings or kind of poke at the pain kind of sayings or you know those kinds of things mm -hmm. of either like you are people like us like things about being an expat, things about living in a new place, um, things about um, how amazing it is to find uh, your own voice, like just some of those things that I know you already have a lot of those going. And it's more about just like intermixing that with some of these content pieces that, that start the dialogue a bit more. And yeah. so if I were to say recycle some of these videos, I would I would encourage you to put them into a blog post so that as you're sharing it, you know, maybe once every six or seven weeks, people aren't always going to remember it. Um, but they'll love it. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. And what about if you, if you have those videos, how do you end those videos? Because I think that's also a big part. If you, if you want to stimulate that conversation, um, how do I do that? That's got to be something at an end of a video that invites people to do, take action of some sort. Are um, you still using your quiz? The quiz is still online, yes. <clears throat> is that how you want people to enter your uh, funnel? Or do you want to use your challenge? Um, I think the challenge is something when it's live and the quiz for when it's not live. Okay. So your challenge is not evergreen. You have to run that live. I would think I have to run that live. Yes. Okay. Um, so I would just invite them to take that quiz. Okay. Um, or if you have like, let's say that you put together a post on, um, on your portable business and you said you're there's 12 or 13 points that you would go through in that maybe you put together a pdf that just has those as little check boxes you don't have like paragraphs or anything on it it's just the topic area so they can have that and they can make their own notes that could be an option as well super simple where they can just yeah. download that right yeah 
Um, but then you just need to make sure that it goes into either sending them to your quiz so that they get into the rest of your funnel or, you know, just continuing a conversation with them. But I would take a look at what are these, what is the question that you're opening up in their mind with this content? So, you know, as you do it, you'll start with a pain, you'll agitate that pain, just like you did with your other videos, right? Yeah. And then you'll talk about how, you know, a, what it's like to be on the other side of that pain or a tip to solve that pain or whatever, just like you did previously. And mm -hmm. then at what you're asking for is how do I, how do I take them that next step? It's really opening. What's the next step in that journey? So if you know, you have 13 steps in your uh, portable business or portable career, you know, maybe each video tackles two or three of them. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to want to have, you know, maybe at the end of each of those videos, you're saying, Hey, if you want to download all 13 steps, you know, go here. And that's just a really simple, like continuing that conversation that you're having. If you're talking about finding your work style or finding meaningful work for you, um, you know, that's probably a great place for your quiz. And that's just continuing that conversation. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And it so does. I would, yeah, I would just sit down and say, okay, what's the pain? How am I going to close that pain? And what's the right next step to keep that conversation going? Yeah. Okay. That's very valuable. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also where I think again, oh my God, I have to think so much more, but it's good. This is what I need. So it's really, you know, I want to jump straight back in. And I thought that's where maybe things have gone wrong also in the past where uh, I think, okay, I need to not just jump straight in and actually sit back and reflect and, and put some of these thoughts on paper. I'll share them and, with you. and take a look at what's worked really well. And part of what people respond to so much with you is just your, um, your stories, your experience, and I think your, your willingness to tackle things that maybe other people in their life, they don't feel like they can talk about these things with. Mm. Um, and that's something that's really special about you. Thank you. I know it works, <laughs> but it makes it also very hard to actually step out of the coaching mode sometimes when you meet new people. Yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine. Oh. <laughs> don't do it. Don't go there. Don't go there. So that's definitely something where I think people don't, may not want that, you know, and that's fine. <laughs> but the people in your Facebook group do. Yes. Because exactly. they've raised their hand and they've, I mean, they've answered questions to get in there. So you yeah. know that they want that. But yes, I, I know I have to reel myself in in everyday life too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So for you, the next step is really, okay, are those the three pillars that you want? Is there a fourth, you know, I'm just kind of reflecting yeah. on that. And then yeah. I think it's really just a matter of going back to your funnel persuasion playbook and saying, what are those questions? What are those pains? What are those stories and which ones do I want to tackle and how can I keep that conversation going into the funnel that I already have or, you know, your new challenge funnel yeah. or whatever you want to create. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think the, um, 
the meaningful work slash passion is the one pillar. And then identity, definitely, because it comes up too much. And I will come up with the fourth one and I'll send it to you when I have it. Because yeah. there is a fourth one. I just don't know how to refine it at the moment. Which is fine. You don't have to be on the spot. But it, this gives you sort of some some areas to work on. And then maybe you just think about, because I know you already have a ton of inspirational things that you can pull in and maybe that inspiration or that kind of you're not alone sort of um content is is one other way that you could really engage with your group and then the sixth one is really just the questions that you ask naturally the conversation starter questions and then the last piece that i was going to bring up is maybe once in a while, not too often, but maybe once in a while, you either offer a current client or um, people within the group the opportunity to jump onto Zoom with you in your Facebook Live, in your Facebook group, and do some question and answer or just some, um, like let them just ask you questions so people can see what it's like to interact with you. So there's a few other things that you can do besides just your content that your content really anchors you because that's what will help anchor the conversations yeah yeah very true i like that idea mm -hmm. i like that idea just I've don't give away so too much mm. <laughs> yeah i'm thinking i could do that with someone already it's powerful and you know how powerful it is when people watch you interact with people because you get results so fast and you get to the heart of the issue so fast that people are like, holy cow, because most of your audience has probably never even experienced coaching. So they're trying to intellectualize something that's actually a really emotional experience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm very happy I was born in this era, era where you could actually tap into those emotions. <laughs> and not hide them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so do you feel like you have some things that you can run off and do? Absolutely. Thank Amazing. You. This is awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Kirsten and Emily and Annette for being willing to be on the show today and just, you know, bring your coaching topics to a great conversation. Um, and I really want to invite you to join me in episode number 51 where I have two more coaching conversations with uh, Leslie and Steve. So I'll bring those in the next episode. And as you were listening to this, did you want to experience, you know, building a marketing funnel for yourself and figure out how to use, you know, your skills and your gifts to create your first profitable marketing funnel that brings in clients and sales automatically? If so, I want to invite you to jump on over to today's show notes to take the marketing funnel quiz. It's totally free, it's really fast, and it'll help you discover your perfect marketing funnel with just a few simple questions. And I'll even give you free training plus some stories on how to get that funnel up and running fast so that you know how to make it work for you. I hope you have a really amazing week and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place, on another great episode of The Marketing Funnel Show. See you then.